Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1201. Initiatives create breakthroughs. Breakthroughs discover innovations, and innovations benefit mankind. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Dr. Srikanth Pila. Srikanth, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Absolutely. Can't wait to speed up myself. There you go. Dr. Srikanth Pila is the Robert Patrick Jenkins Endowed Professor and Dean's Faculty Fellow of Automotive Engineering at Clemson University. He is also the founding director of Clemson Composite Center and director of the Automotive Engineering Certificate Program. Dr. Peel also holds a joint appointment in the Department of Material Sciences and Engineering and Mechanical Engineering at Clemson. His research interests are in the fundamental and applications of sustainable and lightweight functional materials and manufacturing. His aim is to create a cross-cutting paradigm at the interface of polymer chemistry, polymer physics, energy resources, material engineering, manufacturing, science, and computational theories. We are in for a treasure today. He has co-authored over 100 widely cited peer-reviewed archival publications. He edited the world's leading handbook on bioplastics and biocomposites and four SAE Progress in Technology Series books, and he is the recipient of numerous awards in the industry. So, Srikant, I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career? and a very obvious passion for the automobile industry. Uh, thanks, Mark, for such a nice introduction. Um, hello, everyone. I'm a faculty in the automotive engineering department. That sounds pretty strange. And the reason I say that <laughs> is because I actually did not start as an automotive enthusiast. My, uh, I mean, we'll, you, you'll, you'll hear more about me. I started as, as a very different guy. And for me, a car was a transportation medium to go from point A to point B. That's kind of how uh, the vision I had and the, and the thought process I had. But ever since I started at Clemson, the kind of programs that I've been through, the kind of uh, knowledge and understanding and everything that I have gained over, over the past five years here, and the new project that I'm leading completely changed my perspective. And today, uh, I'm here basically to advocate for automotive field and automotive engineering, both from education as well as a research standpoint. Well, I'm very excited because you're going to be a very different kind of show today than, say, a traditional show here at Cars Yeah. We're going to go in depth a bit on what's happening in the automotive industry, what you're doing there, because things are changing so rapidly in the automotive industry these days. It's absolutely incredible. So I'm very excited to have you on board. But first, as we continue on your journey, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that's instrumental in forming your life and your success, citing you some, maybe some direction. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Srikant, take the wheel. My success mantra, again, I kind of formulated a four-phrase haiku, if, if, I, have, if I can say that, is yes. um, opportunities leads to initiatives. Initiatives create breakthroughs. Breakthroughs discover innovations, and innovations benefit mankind. 
that's kind of the philosophy I've been following. And uh, you, you can see throughout my whole conversation, that's the mantra I hit and uh, I believe and I envision uh, for all the activities that I do. Well, it's perfect for what you do and perfect for the automotive industry these days. I mean, all the steps and processes, and a lot of us take cars for granted. We just get in them, they start. Cars these days don't seem to ever break down. They're just, they're so wonderful. They're so steadfast. But the industry's really changing. Is is there a, a main thing in the industry that you're seeing that's revolutionizing the automotive industry in a really, really fast way these days? Today, I think uh, the, the whole industry is looking for a few things, but if, if we put together that whole thing, right, uh, which is what our uh, next Deep Orange project also heavily emphasizes on, is uh, is how we can make a transportation more affordable, but at the same time, uh, make it more environmentally conscious. So that's kind of the philosophy everyone is looking for. So if you're talking, talking about electric cars or lightweight cars, low emission cars, what's the need for all of these? making sure that the transportation medium is environmentally conscious so we don't damage the environment, but we conserve that and then, um, but still provide the means of transportation for the public. So that's kind of uh, the the overarching theme the entire uh, transportation industry is looking for today. You touched on something earlier. I always ask my guests uh, to share a story that instigated their passion for cars and automobiles. Now you, you got into your career, I mean, illustrative career of teaching, of learning, of, of investigating, of discovering. And you said it yourself, you kind of evolved into a car guy through this career that you're doing now. Talk about that a little bit and, and why it inspired you so much. Yeah, it's actually an interesting story because uh, I myself sometimes wake up suddenly in the middle of the night. I was like, what am I doing and how come I'm here? And, uh, I, and I see that, uh, that's a, that, as an, uh, that as something which, uh, which, is, uh, which I never thought about. So I came to this country about 18 years ago, and uh, I did my master's from Ohio, and then I started working for a consumer product company. I, I was actually uh, working uh, for S.E. Johnson, you know, and uh, that's a mm-hmm. family company which makes all this uh, consumer product. Yes. And then I did my PhD in Wisconsin. Um, again, my topic of research over there was making some advanced materials for applications like, because we, we focus for more on fundamental science, not really on applications. But the applications we were looking for, for the development of the science was mainly packaging, those kind of rigid packaging, those kind mm-hmm. of applications. Even till then, no uh, introduction of any automotive in my life. And then I went to po- do my postdoc at Stanford uh, in California. And over there, I was looking for application of the same advanced materials, but in construction applications. So more for temporary housing or interior housing, those kind of things. So again, Still no trace of automotive. And after that, I went back to Wisconsin to work as a research scientist. And uh, that is when I was actually working on biomedical applications like uh, like tissue engineering scaffolds. Wow. So, yeah, it's completely, again, from uh, from an yeah. engineering, uh, mechanical engineering. And all my degrees have been in mechanical engineering, per se. From a mechanical okay. engineering background, advanced materials research, construction applications, consumer product uh, experience and uh, biomedical research experience. There was this opportunity that opened up at Clemson Automotive Engineering Department, which said, we're looking for an advanced materials guy who, and an advanced manufacturing guy who can actually bridge these two uh, and then uh, provide solutions for the automotive. And then I said to myself, I can bridge these two, but I don't know if I'll be able to provide solutions, but let me apply. I applied, I was interviewed, 
and I was offered the position. Before I took it up, I, I asked my previous department chair, are you sure you want to hire me because I don't have any automotive background? Yeah. And his response was, Srikant, in my career, I had probably 30 to 35 professors. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Trust me. Trust me. I know what Trust I'm me. doing. <laughs> exactly. That's what he said. Trust me. I know what I'm doing. I know what you can achieve. <laughs> and then I just looked back myself. And I said, okay, let me revisit the whole story again for you, okay? I did yeah. my master's in Ohio and Michigan, Toledo area, Toledo, Detroit region. A lot of and cars then, built there, yeah. <laughs> yes, so let me connect back. So, And then I, I did my postdoc in California, right, in Stanford, California. design. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I started working um, uh, in, as a faculty in Clemson, South Carolina. So if you connect to these three dots, right? Now yep. the same yeah. story, but at a big picture level, Detroit is a historical automotive hub. California is an emerging electric automotive hub, right? Yep, yep. And then South Carolina is an emerging or, I don't know, the new automotive hub mainly focused on manufacturing, automotive manufacturing, like BMW and all these things. So yeah, perfect. On, on the backside, maybe I did not notice it, but I was actually going through the journey of automotive world. Wow. This is an awesome story. I mean, as you were unfolding this, I'm, I'm just seeing the light at the end of the tunnel get brighter and brighter. And I'm like, that must have been a very interesting revolution for you when you talked to that gentleman, your future boss, and you went, you know what? I think I have been on the right track. Exactly. Exactly. I, I didn't notice. And then he saw in me something which uh, I believed like, okay, maybe I myself did not see. So when I started reading my own user manual, right? And I, I, I said, yes, maybe it's there in me all the time. It's just that it took probably 10 to 12, 10 to 12 years for me to realize that that I, I am the automotive guy. <laughs> you, are the, you are a car guy after all. Wow, that is a really cool story. Well, Let's talk a little bit about challenges, because no, no doubt as you ventured into this area of, of your career, you were probably met with a few challenges or two, I'm kind of guessing. I think in, in what somebody does like you, there's a challenge every day, but that's part of the enjoyment. So maybe walk us through one of those situations, challenge or failure, something that kind of really pushed you to a limit there, and tell us what you learned from that and how it helped you move forward. Sure. Again, look, listening to my story, you can very well say my research has been completely different and my application domain has been different. So when I took up this challenge of getting into the automotive uh, research arena, I said, okay, let me implement what I have started doing, which is basically all the bio-based materials research that I have done for so many different applications, whether it's packaging, biomedical or construction and everything. When I started implementing that uh, about five, five and a half years ago, Automotive field was not ready. I, I got I got into a big big issue over there because I've done so much research in that arena, but the application domain is not ready. And then I still remember that day where I offered a PhD position for one student, and he asked me what's the project, and I said it's focused on bio-based composites, and he's like, Doctor Pilla, I don't see a future for that. So I'm sorry, I cannot <laughs> accept it. <laughs> I just sat for myself and uh, for almost about two, three days, I just couldn't talk to anyone. I was talking to myself. Where did I land up? Domain is not ready. The students are not ready. And what am I doing? Yeah, That's when I yeah. said, right? I mean, because you, yeah. you are in a big hole where there's nothing to even catch and come up, come out. 
then I decided, okay, let me again start reading my user manual. And I said, I'm a mechanical engineer and I'm focused on composite science, which is what I have learned, right? The science, not the mm-hmm. material per se, but the science behind it. The science that I have learned, why can't I apply it to other different materials, which the automotive uh, world is looking uh, for? Okay. So one guy greatly said, don't look for opportunities, but create opportunities. Yes, so, brilliant. So I created my own opportunity there and I, I started d- digging into automotive lightweighting, composites, carbon fiber composite. That has been the key buzzword back then. And I started applying for all the research grants and students came on board. It was a great success. Then I said, now let me go back to my passion of making sustainable materials for automotive industry. But once you're successful in one in, in particular domain, then people start to listen. And today I can proudly say I have graduated about three students focused on biocomposite. Three PhD students have graduated from my group in, in a short span of uh, five years focused on bio-based composites for automotive applications. What a great story. I, that's pretty incredible and, and very exciting. On cutting edge uh, territory there too, which is even more exciting. So much of what we're seeing these days. I always ask my guests about a big aha moment in their career. That You just shared a big aha right there, just going, okay, after a three-day conversation with yourself, I think I see finally the path I need to go down. I love the idea of having a, a three-day conversation with yourself. That's fantastic. Is there a big aha moment in your career you'd like to share? The biggest aha moment in my career has been, um, if, if, you, if you stitch back all these different uh, anecdotes that I have shared, the, the state of South Carolina, actually, the, there is a governor's award that has been um, uh, given to uh, multiple different categories. And one of the categories is the Young Scientist uh, uh, for Excellence in Research. Here is a guy who never worked in automotive, but then he took over the domain and then um, uh, had has his own challenges in meeting the new material systems and everything for that particular domain. But then... Um, they recognized me with a young scientist for excellence in scientific research focused on sustainable and lightweight materials for the automotive industry. That's earlier this year in 2018. And I was like, wow, look at yeah. five years ago where I was and look at here where I am. And I the kind of uh, transitions I had and the kind of challenges I had. So um, th- that's kind of uh, what is a proud moment. But I, I, I confidently say that that achievement, aha moment is not of me. It's actually of my students who act, who helped me to reach that that particular position. Ah, even better. Very nicely said. Well, I always ask my guests about their first special car. Now, the fact that you've evolved into being a car guy in essence, but if you go back in time, did you have a car that had some great meaning to you or were cars just not part of your life? You know what? As I said, um, for me, car was a medium to transport me, transport me from point A to point B. But then I'll tell you one th- one thing. When I came to this country um, uh, several years ago, um, one of the movies I, that I watched was Italian Job. In that, <laughs> yeah. I fell in love with uh, Mini Cooper back then. Yeah. Um, of course, all these years I have not been able to afford the Mini Cooper, so I didn't buy it. So I've been uh, a great. I mean, I've been just um, buying other traditional, more reliable, you know, uh, the Hondas and Toyotas and stuff. What a best moment can it be? Just two days back, I bought my first Mini Cooper. No kidding. Oh, well, very <laughs> yeah, cool. I, I, Congratulations. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that's my first really special car that I've been dreaming for a long, long time. And two days back, 
I got it. Wow. Well, very cool. Well, we've had too many Coopers in our family, and they're just the funnest little cars. They they put a smile on your face. It's like the Volkswagen bug. Yeah. And I think you'll find even uh, if you get involved with the Mini Cooper clubs and so forth, you're going to find a group of enthusiasts like you've never seen before because it's just such a, a fun, lovely little car. I've spent a lot of time in those cars. I used to drive my daughter back and forth to college in Southern California, which is about a 3,000 round, mile round trip uh, in those cars. Very comfortable cars. So very excited for you. What color is your Mini Cooper? You can guess the color. I'm a sustainability guy. So it's a green. <laughs> green. Yeah, I was going to say. Sounds like a green one to me. So they have such great, great colors, great options. Well, good for you. That's very cool. Well, I would love for you to share a little bit more. Now, you mentioned it earlier in our talk, uh, the university's Deep Orange program. ExxonMobil has challenged uh, a group of you there at Clemson University uh, in the graduate automotive engineering students to go beyond what the car of tomorrow will look like. I'd love for you to share a little bit more about this Deep Orange project. And I'm going to make sure I put a link to this project on the doctor's show notes page here at Cars Yeah, so you can go and check it out. So tell us about Deep Orange. Deep Orange is a very interesting program, uh, and we are the perhaps the only university in North America that actually has such kind of opportunity for students to learn about vehicle systems integration. We felt like teaching students vehicle systems integration is a great idea, but then uh, how about doing that through a project-based learning approach? rather than making them sit and do some theory uh, and simulation on virtually on 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 the on computers how about making them build a vehicle and while doing that they learn about the entire vehicle systems integration so this concept was uh, was originated about uh, 10 years ago by my former colleague who is now uh, an employee of Tesla Dr Paul Van Hovens and then, uh, and once he was gra- he graduated from Clemson, I should say, basically, he's a professor. He was a professor and then went to Tesla. The kind of uh, evaluation that we had within the department is to each individual professor step in to, to lead this program. And the students, over the two-year period, they design and they build a concept vehicle from ground up. Of course, our students are not designers. So we, work with, we always work with a design school to get the vehicle exterior and interior, those kind of designs taken care of. But the, our students are engineers. So they completely champion the engineering aspect of the vehicle. So there's always this battle between the design school students and our engineering school students. Oh, yeah. Just of, like real life. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. we tend to give them that experience. And also the students, uh, a group of around 25 to 30, 35, depending upon how many show interest and how many are actually suitable for the uh, program, um, they're selected and they're all divided into multiple different subsystems, um, whether it's an interior, powertrain, vehicle electronics, uh, body in white, um, and you know those kind of uh, different subsystems. And each subsystem will have its own team leader. And then for the whole project, there'll be one project leader Again, we're talking about students, project leader, and then uh, assistant project leader, and there'll be a management team. So in addition to just teaching the students about what the vehicle is, how to engineer the vehicle, how to make the vehicle, design and build the vehicle, we also teach students about leadership. So that is something very rare, right? You don't get an opportunity to learn leadership in, in your school. Leadership, Some oftentimes people think it's, it is an inherent quality. I absolutely agree on that. 
but at the same time if you if you can hone their skills before even they get on to the real world because in real world you are part of a team and we also tell students to be part of the teams and how to lead the team and we say leadership is not a position it's actually a responsibility and how do they take that responsibility to lead this wonderful project so that's kind of what the overall program is and we are in the 11th edition of it the project that i'm leading the deep orange 11 Uh, which I'm, I'll be the faculty mentor for that is basically sustainable by design concept. We will have a functionally designed reconfigurable vehicle enabling system sustainability. Overall, every subsystem that we focus upon, we will have a circular economy concept enabled in it. Uh, in a sense that whatever you put into the vehicle, once the vehicle is out of its service life, we will ensure that none of it goes to landfill. it will come back to the to the use case in other uh, forms maybe it doesn't have to go necessarily in the automotive sector but it can go into something else but our once the vehicle is out of its service life we will ensure that the design phase manufacturing everything is done in a way that it doesn't go into the landfill but it's brought back into the use case uh, for multiple other ap- applications so the focus is heavily on the circular economy concept but still we will also have lightweight and durable structures and ultra efficient power train system and also a lot of reconfigurable interior design and uh, we put in three different service cases for that uh, or service models what we call care share and deliver what does that mean that means once the user buys this vehicle he can actually reconfigure the vehicle by himself at the user level to meet any of these three service models maximization of utilization is the new mantra that we are putting in so if your vehicle is uh, uh, wants to go on a ride sharing yes you can actually configure the winter uh, interior for that and then let's say if you want to transport someone with a wheelchair or maybe let's say there's a patient uh, on an emergency situation you can reconfigure the interior accordingly for care services and let's say if you want to use this vehicle on a weekend to to basically move your apartment from point a to point b you can even do that or you, if you want to deliver some kind of uh, big box things let's say if this vehicle is owned by by a company who wants to deliver packages they can still do that so care share and deliver are the three service models we are implementing in this and the four subsystem innovations we are looking for is in powertrain interior body in white or chassis and autonomy because zero congestion zero emission and then zero collision and those kind of things are the new taglines coming up i mean these three are not my words these three came from gm general motors that has recently announced their future vision based on these three buzzwords and uh, making a car drive by itself autonomous uh, by implementing autonomous technologies in it will ensure zero congestion and at the same time zero collisions hopefully those are all the different subsystem innovations that we are implementing in this vehicle and exxon mobile which is the prime sponsor of this they came up with they came to uh, clemson and they said we would like to build a sustainable by design concept vehicle um, enabling lot of different uh, aspects of what we talked about just now so they they were so happy uh, with with the kind of concept that we proposed in the, in terms of the innovation service models and everything and they 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 said we would like to be the prime sponsor of it again it's an interesting fact if you look at the entire deep orange uh, history this is a very first time that we have a non automotive oem as a prime sponsor starting from deep orange 1 till deep orange 10 it always has been uh, automotive oems like honda 
Ford, BMW, Toyota, Mazda, Mini Cooper. These are the kind of uh, automotive OEMs who have been the prime sponsors. And for the first time, ExxonMobil Chemicals, which is a materials company per se, wanted us to uh, wanted to invest in in this concept to educate and uh, generate a workforce that has the sustainability concept in their in their education uh, and become the leaders in automotive sector. Wow, you've taken us on a very interesting glimpse into the future here. I'm excited. I want to go back to college. This sounds like fun. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. <laughs> yeah, let me tell you this. When I was being interviewed for Clemson, I was the previous chair who who hired me. I told him that uh, when I, because he showed me around right during the interview process, and he showed me the deep orange. And I told him, if you don't hire me as a faculty, I'm going to come back to study at ICAR. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to be a student. Yeah. I'll get another PhD. Wow, this is exciting. I really appreciate you sharing that. It's absolutely fascinating. I know the listeners are going to find it incredibly fascinating because the automotive industry, as I said at the beginning, is expanding and growing and changing so quick. And I find it very interesting, too, that ExxonMobil is a key sponsor here as well. So thank you for sharing all that. Here's a very introspective question for you. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car, you were manifested into a car parked in the garage, what would you be and why? If I were a car, the first question that I would al- always ask is, again, people sit in me, people ride with me, people uh, spend a, a, a good amount of their busy life in me, right? Yep. Um, so for me, the first question is, how can I support and help people by still being environmentally conscious? That's the question I would have for them. It's not always about, uh, again, making sure you use bio-based materials or renewable materials, sustainable materials. That's not the paradigm always. It could be a lot of different things. Even if you, if you, even if you maintain uh, in a clean way, instead of you riding all by yourself, if you can actually pull few people together and uh, reduce the traffic and reduce mm-hmm. the emissions, that is still being con- uh, environmentally conscious. If I'm a car, am I... A socially relevant car or an environmentally conscious car? That's the question I would ask. Very nice. That is one of the most unique answers I've gotten. So I appreciate that. Up next is the last lap before we put the pedal to the metal. Or maybe not the pedal to the metal. Maybe uh, we're a little more environmentally conscious and we don't press the pedal so hard. Let's say thank you to today's Cars Yes sponsors. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to buy cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador 
for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah! podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah! website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah! podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah! TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah! is now on MAV-TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah! guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MAVTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah! TV. MAV-TV is also available on DirecTV, FuboTV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MAVTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Trigantha, we are back and we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. Looking into the future, perhaps, of the automotive industry, what's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Don't look for opportunities, but create opportunities. Lovely. Wonderful. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? Detailing. Basically, that has been my success mantra all through. Any problem that I face, any challenge that I face, I tend to go to the detailed analysis of it, and I try to go as much detail as I can to 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 dig the solution for that. Now, how about a resource? There are wonderful resources these days. Is there one in particular you'd like to share? Yeah, I often read, again, SAE um, um, Automotive Engineering Magazine, and uh, of course, uh, there, there are several other magazines, but that is some resource which I felt like always has some of the latest and uh, uh, most up-to-date advanced information regarding automotive. Absolutely. SAE, great resource. Now, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to sit down and have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, who would that be? Tata. Ratan Tata. Ah. From the Tata Motors. (laughs) That would be very interesting for sure. Trust me, I met with him, but I haven't had a drink with him. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Well, (laughs) I can arrange that. We'll see if we can set that up for you. If uh, How about a book now? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners would enjoy reading that has to do perhaps with business or the automotive industry? Well, there is one automotive design uh, guideline book, uh, which I read. I don't believe, uh, I don't, uh, again, it's my apologies that I don't remember the author name, but uh, I've got so much in, uh, involved myself into the content that I completely forgot. <laughs> but that's that's the one which uh, I would highly recommend because it, it tells you the basic principles. Again, a person like me who, who never had an automotive experience, I wanted to get into the skin and learn about the design guidelines and principles and everything. So when I read that, I I kind of got a a high-level knowledge on the whole thing. Well, listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Dr. Pila has shared on his Karjia show notes page. Just go to karjia.com, type in Srikanth. I'm going to spell his first name for you, S-R-I-K-A-N-T-H, Pila, P-I-L-L-A, and his page will pop right up. All right, Trikantha, now I know you've got your new Cooper there, your Mini Cooper, so you're kind of set in the car world, but today I'm going to buy you a very cool collector car. Maybe this is something unique, different, maybe it's old, maybe it's new, it doesn't matter because I'm going to buy it for you, so don't worry about the cost, but there's a couple rules to this game. One is you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with or a couple other Mini Coopers. I want you to drive it. I want you to enjoy it. No garage queens, as we call them here. And it's the only cool toy car, collector car you can have in your garage. So what can I buy you today? Porsche. A Porsche. Well, you're after my heart. That's my favorite brand. Is there a specific Porsche that you'd like to have? There's a lot of options out there. 
Yeah, they do. I'm still learning what what, but uh, I'm I'm so much intrigued by their designs. I mean, that's that's been always my uh, this thing. Why I'm so attracted to them to that brand itself is is the kind of unique designs they have. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, would you like the two door sports car, the nine eleven? Or do you like the four-door uh, or do you like the SUVs? I'm kind of guessing you're not an SUV guy. No, no, no. I like actually the coupe, the two-door. There you Porsche. go. Okay. Porsche 911. Yeah. I will get on that. I love Porsches. They're my car of choice, as my listeners know. So I'm going to have a lot, fun, a lot of fun finding you a beautiful green Porsche. They make some wonderful green colors too, by the way. So I'll make sure I get it the right color for you. Srikanth, you have taken me on a very interesting ride today. I've really enjoyed learning more about you and Deep Orange and all the very cool things that you and your students are doing for our future in the car world. I want to thank you for sharing your journey. Is there maybe one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance you might offer us before you drive off into the sunset in your Porsche 911? The only piece of word of advice that I would like to give to all the automotive enthusiasts over there, if you really want to get some knowledge, education um, in automotive um, field. Consider Clemson University, International Center for Automotive Research. We are the graduate-only department. We we just have master's and PhDs. And just to tell you the fact, we are the first graduate department focused on automotive engineering in this country. We graduated the country's first PhD in automotive. We graduated the country's first female PhD in automotive. So... Our master's students, 97% of them are, are placed in, in the automotive sector, whether it's on the OEM level or in, or in the supplier level. So if you're really an enthusiast in the, of the automotive uh, or automobiles, uh, an automobile enthusiast, and would like to have, acquire uh, a knowledge and background and education for that, uh, we do offer certificate programs, master's and PhDs. So consider uh, uh, Clemson uh, for any of your educational needs. Absolutely. And what's the best way for people to connect with Clemson University? Is it their website? Yep. You can actually go to CUICAR, which actually stands for Clemson University International Center for Automotive Research, CUICAR.com. Awesome. Well, listeners, again, you can find links to everything that Sir Kanth has shared today on his Cars yeah show notes page. Just go to CarsYeah.com, type in Sir Kanth. Again, that's S-R-I-K-A-N-T-H, Pila, P-I-L-L-A, Dr. Pila's page will pop right up. A shout out to Tara Romanella. She's the communication strategist at Clemson University. She connected us here today. Thank you, Tara. And Shrikan, thank you for being so generous today with your time, your expertise, for enlightening us on the future of cars. I'm very fired up and excited. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. Thank you so much. You're welcome. You take care of your cars. But who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.